ready to the next episode of InfoSec Whiskey. I'm your host, Yushi, and with me today, I have Baptiste Robert, um, better known on Twitter as Elliot Alderson of the F Society account. Welcome. Hi, nice to um, meet you. Nice to meet you too. I'm so excited. I've been following your Twitter for a while, and um, it's I love like reading what you come out with. And for those who are under a rock and haven't found your Twitter account. So you are a reverse engineer. Yes, you reverse engineer apps and look for vulnerabilities and any like weird stuff out there, yeah? Exactly, yeah. I'm a reverse engineer specialized in mainly um, mobile application on the Android in general. On Android, yes. So how did you get into that? So I started uh, as an Android developer. So I created a bunch of applications for, for Intel Corporation uh, when I go out from, from the school. And then uh, I slightly, uh, sh I shift to, to, the, to be a now SP expert. So I was in charge of, of creating a custom operating uh, a custom version of Android uh, for Intel on various um, various wearable devices like a, like a smartwatch or this kind of thing. Okay. So, and then I started to work for a Swedish company, which is a, a smartphone maker called Doro. It's uh, it's this company tried to create a smartphone for senior for older people. And uh, I was in charge of uh, creating a custom version of Android in order to, uh, to remove all the, the pop-up on everything to, because for senior people, when you get an alert or when you have an error message, uh, you have to be very careful because it will directly uh, say, okay, I did something wrong, something is happening, I did some, uh, uh, it's my fault. And uh, so it's not, you have to modify uh, Android in general in order to, to fit their habits and what they are really doing. Oh, cool. So this is what I did on them. I, um, because I creating, I created uh, this custom operating uh, system versions, I knew that some of these pre-installed applications contain a lot of, let's say, weird stuff uh, because as a smartphone maker, you have a lot of latitude in order to, to get the user data because with the pre-installed application, you can do a lot of things uh, without asking anything because you you are a pre-installed application and so you are a system app and uh, you have almost you can do almost everything you you want so i started to analyze uh, the oneplus phone uh, it was at this time it was my personal phone and i managed to find a backdoor which was uh, in reality a system application installed in the phone and they forgot to remove one of the uh, backdoor uh, used by developers in order to get root access uh, on the user build. That's, that's crazy. So from there then you, um, I assume that you like got into doing it on your, kind of on your personal time, right? Yep, exactly. 
Yeah. Um, so, gosh, I have so many questions. Um, so you mentioned that you started that after you got out of Lake University is when you started um, doing the development. Yep. So what, what was your, what was your background? What, what did you, what did you study? So, so I have a degree in uh, network and telecommunication. Uh, I mean, yeah, I studied that, but I never, uh, I, this is not really my work. Uh, right. I don't have any experience in that and I directly started as an Android developer. So my academic background is more like, uh, uh, it, was, it was more a way for me to, to learn how to learn. And this is what the director of my engineering school say, uh, said the first the first day of my of uh, of my um, engineering studies he, he said uh, we are not here to teach you a specific job but we will teach you uh, how to learn new skills and like this if something new is happening you will be able to to, to do it that's all that's awesome awesome so um Gosh, there's so many different um, things that you have done that are like um, super cool, right? It was really hard for me to kind of pick out some for us to talk about. But um, so I did notice like one of the latest things that you um, kind of reverse engineered to a bit was um, was the TikTok app, which everybody mm -hmm. is like, you know, talking about TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, what made you decide that you were going to that you were going to put your hat in and, and look into that? TikTok is really interesting because you have a lot, this is super complex uh, as a topic uh, because you have a, a different level of, uh, of reading in this story. Uh, first, this is a political question and uh, because TikTok is just one episode be, uh, in the war between China and the US. Right. And uh, before that, we had Huawei uh, with the 5G and the equipment and everything. And no, this is TikTok. And this is only a way for the US to uh, to escalate, to, to continue this uh, this commercial cultural war between the between US and, and China. And uh, there is also uh, internal political question for Donald Trump because uh, as every, everyone knows uh, the election are coming and so it's a way for him to say okay I will protect you from the outside I will protect you from the enemies and in this situation for him the enemies are the Chinese and uh, the third level is the technical level and so this is, as the Wall Street Journal revealed in, I think it was last week, something like this, yeah. um, um, TikTok used to get the MAC address uh, from, from their user uh, during, I think, a period of 10 months, something like this. Right. But this is, not, this is not good in terms of privacy, but this is not the end of the world. Uh, of the of the world and this is super different from what Donald Trump and the other officials uh, are saying uh, because yes if you analyze the application 
you can find a lot, a lot of logs. Uh, TikTok is collecting a lot of data, but this is mainly standard stuff. Uh, this is data used in order to improve the product, in order to get your preference on on the application. So if you want to watch, if you watch a lot of military uh, videos, for example, uh, they want to know it and they will give you more military video videos. This is how the application is working. So this is not really a surprise. So that was actually going to be one of my questions was, how do you feel like TikTok compares to some of the other um, social media applications or any application really um, that sends data back to you know, the developer? For me, this is exactly the same thing. Uh, there is no big difference in the methods between uh, TikTok and the rest of the world, uh, between TikTok and Snapchat, Twitter, F Facebook, and on all the, the, bi the biggest applications we have in the stores right now. So, I mean, they have a big team, they have they have a, a, a big application. Uh, Interesting. Everywhere in the world, it's used everywhere in the in the world. So, so I mean, we are in a specific. The development is a specific sector, and we are all using the same tools. We are all using the same libraries. And if you open TikTok, you will find a lot of uh, SDK from U.S. company. You have. A, Facebook package uh, inside, for example. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we we all use the same tools, and this is exactly the same thing for TikTok. Gotcha. Okay, that's uh, super interesting. I was looking forward to asking that. So, before we go too much further, um, every every episode that we do, we always have we always have a whiskey. And um, I know you're not drinking with me today, but what I did do is I did I like to try and come up with a whiskey that I feel like. Um, at least matches something on the person that I interview. And so um, for you, I picked High West Whiskey, which is a, and this is their, um, their double rye. And I just did that because I was doing a play on the word rye, because I feel like um, I like your humor in your, uh, in your Twitter. Um, and it's a little rye. So that's why I went with rye for you. So I do, before I get back into technical questions, something popped into my head. Um, so I was looking at your Twitter earlier today and I saw something about a hedgehog. Did a hedgehog get caught yeah. in your fence? Yes, so he's okay. And he managed to, I managed to, to get him and uh, I gave him some, some food and uh, water. And yeah. uh, I was trying to find him in my garden right now, and uh, I think he is gone. So I guess. So, um, is that are hedgehogs like normal wildlife there? Kind of, I guess. Okay. Uh, I, this I don't is think the I've ever heard time. of. Yeah, I've never seen one wild here before, so I thought that was pretty cool. In theory, uh, this is uh, they are going out uh, at night, so uh, this is normal. Uh, I mean, very uh, few people already would see it because they're nocturnal. Yeah. yeah, that makes so. sense. So, um, tell me about your current company that you created. Um, it's Predictalab. Yep, exactly. So I created uh, with one of my friends. I created a new company uh, in order to fight disinformation. So with security, this is my second big topic I'm working on. 
and uh, disinformation is a big problem we have right now yeah. and uh, it will it will not disappear like this so everyone was uh, was surprised by the Donald Trump election uh, last time and uh, no uh, people tend to forget what happened, but in reality, this information is still uh, is still here. It's happening on almost every topics, yeah. and uh, people I I tend to think that people don't understand how social networks in general are working. They just think, okay, I'm writing something and it's going somewhere. Uh, yeah, it's going somewhere and nobody can see it. It just so what I'm trying to do and what this is what I'm working on. Uh, I will create a product in order to listen to the social networks and all the social networks, even if they don't have any API, and we will force the social networks to uh, to give. Uh, to, to give the data and with this data we would try to detect er, earlier earlier the event uh, happening in the world like for example uh, there is a fire in this city there is an earthquake in in, in, the, in this area and uh, like this it will allow us to capture more data on this specific event and with this data we will be able to say okay in this community community for example if i have an earthquake in this area um, i know that i have to listen to this guy this guy and this guy because uh, for example this guy he is a seismologue and uh, if he's tweeting something uh, i mean this is his job so he know what he's talking about so the idea is to give some some to, to remove the noise of the social networks and give the correct information to the correct people. That's amazing. Um, how long is it taking you to put this together? Is it live yet? Uh, it's not live and uh, the plan right now is I have between six months and one year in order to work on that. So I will dedicate, it was, a, it, it was not my main project uh, until no, so this is super recent, and uh, uh, I started to work 100% of my time on on this project uh, beginning of August. So this is pretty. New. Okay, it's super new then. Yes, that's so awesome. How in the world do you find the time to do all the projects that you do? I'm not sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot uh, of caffeine. Yes, also, and uh, it's. It can be a little bit complicated some, sometimes, and obviously you need to do some break. Uh, I'm not active all the time on Twitter, but I'm trying to read everything, read all the comments, the messages. I, I cannot answer answer to to all the messages, but I'm trying to do my best. Yeah, well, you know, when you have a quarter million Twitter followers, it becomes a little difficult. Yes, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, I managed to do it somehow and I hope uh, people see it and uh, people who want to, to message me uh, are happy if they, have, if they have an answer. So, so I'm trying to do everything, but the most complicated part is uh, in InfoSec in general, you, you have a lot of news 
uh, every day you have a, a new vulnerability, a new thing is out, right. and you want to study something new, and uh, the most complicated part is say, okay, this is cool. I want to study that. I want to analyze that. I want to analyze this application, but you don't have the time. So, so how you do you decide? There is no because I'm the type of person that would be like, I want to look at it all, right? Yeah. Me too, uh, but I'm trying to, I mean, I need to sleep sometimes, <laughs> sometimes right. so, uh, I'm trying to choose my battle and, and just choose the, the topic uh, where I think I will have some fun on where I will learn something new. So if I'm learning something new, it's cool. So yeah. I like that you mentioned that something that you're going to have fun with, right? Because at the end of the day, it's got to be about enjoying what you're doing. Exactly. And uh, this is what I'm trying to do since the beginning. So I'm not really motivated by, by money. And I mean, um, I have a good job and I have a good company and everything is working quite okay. So I don't have any problem with that. But on, on the time I'm dedicating for the security issues, security infosec topics, I want to, uh, I want to work to spend my time on something uh, I, I like, something I will, I, I will learn. Some, uh, I want to learn something, and uh, I mean, if it is boring, I don't see any interest to. To, to, to do it and uh, even if you, you will get, you know that if you work on something, you will get a lot of media attention. Uh, this is super boring and not interested. interesting. So this is what I'm saying to people when, they, when I, I can feel, for example, uh, when, when I can feel, when someone is contacting me with a vulnerability, when he, when you want to share something. And when I feel that this guy is only here for the media attention, I'm, I'm used to say, okay, be careful because you know, media is, is, media time is very short. You, maybe you will have three articles uh, during one day, two days, but that's all. And after that, it's just finished. And I mean, right. there's no interest uh, in that. Right, and is it worth the, all of the time spent for that, yeah. this, you know, for this much, you know, fame or notoriety for a moment? Um, so do you have any cool projects that you're working on right now or anything that, like, has caught your attention that's kind of on the forefront of what you're looking into? Yeah, I do have some projects. I have a, a lot of side projects uh, I'm working on. Uh, um, the... the I'm trying to, to spend a lot of time on, on the disinformation stuff at this moment. Uh, so I'm trying to create, to create some data pipeline uh, between uh, me and all the social networks. So this is very cool because, for example, for TikTok, uh, you don't have any API. You don't have any way to get the data from TikTok. But by looking at how TikTok is working on 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 your mobile and on, on the in in a browser, you can get some data if you reverse uh, the API, the the web API. So this is super interesting, and uh, maybe one day I will open source everything. But yeah, we we will see. 
Very cool. So um, a lot of things that I like to talk about here is we have a lot of people who are trying to get into information security or other um, you know, tech type related uh, things. And reverse engineering to me is super interesting. So like for people who are, want to do what you do, um, I feel like there's that need, right? Like I listened to uh, your, a while back, I listened to your interview on Darknet Diaries and I loved that you talked about um, that when you take the time to reverse engineer these apps and find vulnerabilities, you give that information freely, right? Like you mentioned before, you're not looking for the, the money, you're just trying to better the security posture, right, of everybody. So um, for people who are looking to do this, um, what would you say are like some basic skills that they need to start? So the first thing uh, we have to say is uh, reverse engineering is uh, a big area. You can, this is not the same thing if you are reversing a Windows application or if you are reversing a mobile application. So cool if you want to do some reverse, but first you have to choose what you want to reverse. So mainly, so I did some, some reverse on, on Windows application and this is not super public and uh, yeah, this is one of these things maybe I will open source one day, but uh, for Android, uh, I can talk on, on Android reversing. Uh, you have to choose an application you like. There, there is no real uh, entry point to, to reverse engineering in mobile application, just choose an application you like, an application you are using on your phone and try to do something with that. Try to understand all, all the application is working on. And uh, if, for example, the application is, doesn't have a, a specific feature you want to have in this application, try to add this feature. For example, I remember one article of, of a guy who was using the Nike application uh, and uh, he wanted to import all the previous race, uh, races he had on his Nike profile. But the format, uh, the format was not, the format he wanted was not available. So what he did, he reverse the application, he tried to understand all the uh, export, the export process was was working on, and then he created a new tool in order to import, to export all his races in, in the format he wanted. So, so this is really the, uh, the, the hacking mindset. You want something which is not available in the product you have right now. So you have to understand how the product is working and then you can try 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 to find a way to, to bypass the current mechanism and do what you want to do with this product. What kind of um what kind of tools do you use when you're uh, reversing? This is I mean there is no uh, if you if you are interested by reversing Java application uh, or Android application. Um, you, you don't have a lot of available tools. Um, you have uh, Jadix, which is a Java decompiler uh, and it's, it's free. 
you have uh, an alternative which is quite expensive but very powerful which is called uh, Jeb uh, by PNF software you then um, if you when you decompile uh, the source code of an application, you can export everything in Android Studio. Android Studio is the official idea um, used by Android developers to develop okay. an application. So, I mean... So you can you, use those tools and start just kind of poking around. Exactly, yeah. See what you see and see what you can figure out and understand the best you can. I mean, this is my way to do it and I don't really even after all these years, I don't really have uh, a process to do what I to, to do what I'm doing and to to find stuff. And uh, the, my goal when I when I'm studying a new application, I'm just trying to understand what the application is doing. I'm trying to find okay uh, a feature I can bypass. I can. Uh, I can modify and say, okay, this application is doing that, but what if I'm doing that with this feature? So the question is to think, the, the, the main point is to think out, out of the box and saying, okay, if I'm, I am a stupid user and I want to, to do that, I, I'm sure this is not planned by the developer what is happening. Very cool. So, um, when you are, when you're doing that, when you're, when you're reversing applications, what gets you excited? Like what makes you, what, what makes you excited to find or figure out when it comes to applications? The, the cool thing is to find something, uh, nobody find before you. So, it's a very rare and uh, this is very, yeah, this is very rare, but sometimes you will be able to find a vulnerability. You will be able to do something uh, nobody did before you. And so you, it, this is a very special feeling and you say, okay, I did it or I, I am in. For example, uh, last year, I think it was last year, I managed to, um, to hack, uh, to hack the messaging application of the French government. So I was, after one hour, I was able to, to create an account as an Elysee employee. Elysee is a palace where the French president is working. So I was like a governmental staff and I was able to, to create an account on this messaging app missing oh application. I had uh, access to all the chat rooms, the, all the contact book and everything. And so when you did that, you have a specific, you have a special feeling and say, you really, yeah. you really say, okay, uh, I am in, uh, I managed to do it. And so after that, and just confirming, another, yeah. you said this is the messaging application for the French government, correct? Yeah. So um, go ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just want to make sure that I, that I got that correctly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, so you have a special feeling because it's, you, you know you did something nobody did and uh, then you have another feeling saying, okay, what I will do with that? Oh, I will manage to, to do that. And I have another example. Um, I think it was last year too, uh, the Vatican, um, 
released uh, a new product, a new, uh, a new um, connected device. And uh, I managed to act uh, to hack the the, appli the application to connect to to this device, I was able to do account takeover on on this specific product. And when you found that it's super cool, but then you say, okay, oh, I will manage to find a contact at the Vatican. Uh, this is, I mean, almost impossible. And uh, Twitter is really powerful for that. I I managed to do it so. This is cool. So you were able to contact them via Twitter. Yeah. That's so great. So out of all of the things that you've done, um, what would you say is like your favorite or your proudest accomplishment or like vulnerability that you found? What, what would you say? Uh, this is a... This is a good question. Uh, this is super different. Uh, I it's like having uh, when you have a big account like me and uh, you have almost multiple life um, and uh, for example at the beginning when you have almost no followers but you get the media attention for the first time you have no idea what is happening your phone is ringing all the time all the journalists want to know everything about you even if it's not really important and uh, so this is super special and this is quite cool. Uh, but... Uh, and what was your first major media? Um, uh, I, it was uh, for OnePlus, for the OnePlus story. Okay. So I think it was this one. Uh, I mean, the first TV, uh, TV appearance too was quite cool. So when you you are on TV for the first time. So I was uh, on a very popular show on, on, on the French TV. Uh, it was three years ago and two years ago. It was my first TV and uh, having a camera, uh, a camera crew and everyone coming to your house to film, even if it is very short, this is quite an experience. So yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. All right. So, but you didn't give me like what project would you say was is one of the things, whether it's something that had media attention or something that did not get a ton of media attention. What do you think was the the so for me like I feel like probably one of your most um, like all of the things that, that you disclose are helpful, right? But like I would say like the um, the ad hard cards numbers. Yeah. That seemed to me like one of the things that I feel like probably helped a ton of people, right? Like, so what would you say do you think is, is you know, something yeah. that, you've, that you're just exceptionally proud of? Yeah, I have a, I started, I created a, a new story. A, I have a specific story with India in general. So yeah. I found a lot I worked on a lot of Indian application, Indian website, and especially governmental uh, mobile application. So I created links with a lot of people in India, and this is super cool because we, it was a country I I I didn't know. I mean, I I had no knowledge about India 
all. So I discovered all the ADAR program, uh, which is the identification program of, of India. So this is super interesting because uh, this is where technology and uh, politics uh, meets uh, because the, this identification program is um, is a big technological um, challenge because I mean you need to give a card to uh, to to one third of the of the one one to to I don't remember one dot three uh, billions of people something like this so this is super huge uh, for people who don't know that is there it's very similar to like the U.S. has social security um, cards. Yes, but uh, I used to say uh, this is like a securities, uh, like a security, social security number uh, under steroid because uh, it's, yes, it's not used only for for your health, but uh, it's used for a, a lot of things. For example, if you want to to uh, buy your car, you need to give this number when you when you have a new job, when you want to, to have a new phone, for example, you have to give this number everywhere. You, you will link all your life to this number. And this is super interesting because this is a big, technolo uh, big technological challenge, but at the same time, you have a lot of privacy issues related to that. You have a, uh, you have a cultural issue because privacy doesn't mean the same thing in India than in the US than in in Europe for example right. we don't have the same definition and uh, you cannot just say okay I am European and I am French and I will explain you how privacy is working this is not working like that uh, you have to understand that if this is not working like that in their country and uh, in order to change uh, minds you have to understand the current situation and say, okay, people, I understand what you are living. I understand what you are thinking right now, but I will try to have a discussion with you and uh, to give you some questions. And, and this is what I'm trying to do. I just want people to ask questions and say, okay, is this application good for my privacy? Uh, okay, I, I gave this data to, to this application, to this website, but maybe this is not okay. And once people uh, start to ask questions, this is where you can, you can have a debate. With, this is how we are changing things. So this is my main goal, just ask questions and see how it goes. And so since that's happened, since you kind of exposed that there was like you could find people's adhar numbers am i saying that right adhar um yep. there you could find their numbers like in just droves right online so do you feel like their um the security has increased in india regarding mm, that kind of uh i mean it's never perfect, so so you you can always do better. But I mean, I pushed them really hard on on this topic, so I I think they really don't they they don't like me uh, for sure. 
uh, but for they them, meaning they meaning who though, right? It, it's more politicians than than yeah. the citizens, right? The citizens yeah. from from what I've read, they they think of you more as a hero than than anything. But the politicians you're saying probably yeah, probably I mean, aren't I, proud of you. It's it's complicated to realize uh, you really uh, impact on Twitter because I have a lot of comments for from a lot of people, but uh, I'm very careful with what I'm reading because this is only social networks and your social networks, your timeline doesn't represent uh, a country or a, a type of people. So yeah, this is always cool when someone is giving you uh, some some cool comments, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm staying like that say okay thanks you've, you've clearly that. you clearly stay humble and don't let that affect you which yeah, i love i'm i'm trying i'm trying to and this is what you have to do uh if you want to last because uh, as i said before okay if you want to have media uh, media attention once uh, cool cool for you you will have your article but after two days it, it will be finished i started to to do that on twitter uh three years ago something like this and uh, this is super complicated to to find new stuff to 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 write something interesting for your followers every day to trying to be interesting yes. for, for your followers so uh, i'm doing my best and uh, at the same time you have to to stick to to your value of on what you want to do on the message you want to spread and this is the line i want to keep uh, for the future just saying okay i'm a technical guy i'm not the best technical guy in the planet and this is not what i want to do uh, but i want to find cool stuff uh, stuff with an, with an impact i want to do something uh, on the on a large scale, I mean, I'm not interested by this buffer of overflow in a product nobody is using. Uh, I mean, this is quite cool technically. I mean, you would have a new method, this, but this is not not what I want to do. I want to find sometimes very simple vulnerabilities, but if one million people are affected, I'm quite happy. That's that's really awesome. I love hearing that. Um, you're finding things that are impacting people um, to make things better. So that's really awesome. Um, all right, I think that's pretty much all my questions. We're starting to, to kind of wind down. Um, I'm so thankful that you joined me. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed getting to, to chat with you. Um, maybe once you're, uh, once the Predictor Lab stuff goes live, maybe we could chat again and you could tell us more? Of course, and I will be happy to, to show you uh, what we did and what we have, and I hope we will have awesome. good results. But we already have some, some cool stuff in, in the pipe. For example, we managed to get uh, some TikTok data and uh, to, to, to take this example, uh, people think TikTok is only teenager dancing. Mainly, if you ask, if you ask someone in the, in the street, this is what people will say. Oh yeah, my teenager is dancing on TikTok. Right. But in reality, you have a lot of conspiracy, uh, conspiracy yeah. videos. You have a lot yeah. of Trump uh, video, uh, pro-Trump video. You have a lot of political stuff on, yeah. on TikTok.
I think like, I think like any other social media, you have different sects of, of what there is, right? You have that on Twitter, you have, you have, you have tech, you have, you know, political, you have funny, you have the gamut and TikTok, I don't think is any different. Yeah, but in the case of TikTok, I think uh, there is something different uh, in the moderation they are doing. Because we can see, for example, you, uh, and this is what I published on the company account, on, on the company Twitter account recently, some of the hashtags uh, related to Trump or QAnon, for example, are already blacklisted. So you cannot search this. I hashtag. saw that. Yes. So this is nobody. Nobody are talking about that, but there is some cool stuff to find like this. Interesting. Well, I'm so excited to hear more about it. Thank you again so much for joining us, and thanks everybody who listened. And uh, we'll see you on the next podcast.